Welcome to another Founder to Founder interview from Gun.io, your source for hiring world-class tech talent. Today, Gun.io's CEO and co-founder Teja Yanamandra sits down with Brandon Bayer of Flight Control, a platform designed for teams that want the benefits of AWS infrastructure without having to hire DevOps. Okay, here's Teja. All right, so are you you're in Ohio or based in the Bay? In Dayton, Ohio, birthplace of the Wright brothers. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you went to Wright, right for uh, for school, Wright State. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Have you always been? I mean, I guess you kind of grew up, given that it is the birthplace of the Wright brothers, interested in aviation, or is that like a yeah? More I mean, like. I think I literally flew out of the womb. <laughs> like <laughs> aviation has, has been like in my, in my like cells, every cell of my body. So I was like a kid. That's cool. Do you like, do you fly like as a hobby? Okay. Yes. I have my pilot's license since I got it when I was 17. Started training when I was 15 uh, and bought my first airplane earlier this year. Wow. Okay. That's sick. What'd you end up buying? It's called a Harman Rocket. Uh, so okay. it's a, it's a two-seat tail dragger, so it like sits back kind of like the old-fashioned planes. It looks like a stunt plane. In fact, it kind of is. Uh, it, used to, it used to be a race plane. It's aerobatic, um, and it'll cruise about 230 miles per hour. Damn, this looks sick. That's pretty dope. That's yeah. cool. Um, I've ta- So I've taken like a couple of lessons in like oh, a nice. Cessna. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. And um, it's always like, I mean, at least for me, it was like crazy that the instructor's like, all right, dude, here you go. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> this is my first hour, like, in a plane. And you're like, okay, cool. But it's, yeah, that's really sweet. So how many, okay, so I think it takes 100 hours to get your license or something like that. You need that. a minimum then, of 40. The 40, average is okay. more like 70 to 80. When did you feel fully comfortable, like, flying by yourself? Like the first time I got on a plane. <laughs> no shit. Okay. That's that that's how you know that it's like that you're meant to do it, yeah. right? I mean, I was like eight years old reading aircraft manuals from the library, spent like tons of time on a flight simulator as a kid. And so gotcha. like by the time I got in the real thing, I was like, Oh, this is like I know what I'm doing. Gotcha. Did you do it when you were like eight? Like when's the earliest you can get like a pilot's license? Um, so you can train take flying lessons at any age. Uh, to be a glider pilot, you can be a glider pilot at 14. Oh, wow. And you have to be a, a like a fully certified pilot for, for an air with an engine. You need to be 17. Okay. Got it. And as far as like your company culture, do you make people like get interested in aviation? Like, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I, I would love to. Uh, maybe someday <laughs> it'll be like a perk of like you will pay for your pilot's license or something. Yeah, I know. I always have to like thread the needle carefully. Like, how much am I imposing like my own interests and hobbies on like the team? Because I'm like, I like these things. They make me feel awesome and like they're cool. So you should do them. But you know, I don't know. It's like thematic to your company though. So yeah. maybe like there's an argument, you know? Yeah. Did you, in your head, did you have like an idea? Like, if I want to start a company, it's going to have like an aviation theme to it. Like, did you have this name ready or just kind of emerged organically? Um, no. You always so, curious. Okay. I mean, I I always like, I like to have fun. 
And so yeah. like, I, I like a one of the business that, you know, it'd be, be fun and like have a theme or whatever. So we, this was back in 20, 2021, we were getting ready to do our, our pre-launch. So we like put up a landing page. We had it, didn't have the product, nothing. It's just going to be a landing page, sort of outlining the vision and collecting emails uh, for people who are interested and also pre-selling like early access for $20. Um, and so we were going to do this launch on Monday. Uh, we were like fundraising. We were like, we got to do this. And it was Saturday night and we still didn't have a name. Like we have all these ideas that are just dumb. And like Saturday night, I was driving down the highway and I saw a billboard said flight on it. Like, I think it was about beer, like a flight of yeah. beer. <laughs> I was like, flight. I was like, flight control. I was like, wait, like that's, that's actually like pretty awesome because we're, we're, we're not like, in a, we're not a hosting provider. Like we don't run yeah. servers. We're like air traffic control for all your servers and your infrastructure. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And like, like there was a domain available and like, um, there wasn't any other companies like really named that. And I was like, okay, here we go. It's a, and, and like, what I love about it is it's like, it's a really unique metaphor for like the problem that you guys are solving. And I always feel like those are like the dopest, like most resonant, like brands, you know, it's like a new cut into the way, like the problem is being solved. That's what makes it, you know, that's, yeah, that's really I cool. And that's like a nice segue into like the actual company. So like, tell us about the company, like how you kind of got started. You went through YC. How is that experience? Like give us like the full run. Cause there's a ton of devs in the network. They're going to listen, probably want to start their own company. You know what I mean? Like big PG fans, like all that shit. So they'd, they'd love to hear all that. Oh well, yeah. I first read, uh, how I first got interested in like running my own business was I read a book called getting real by the base camp folks. This was like oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was in a corp boring corporate environment, whatever. And I read this book and my mind was like blown of like, whoa, like you can like have a software company with a small amount of people that like building a product that is, you can build with a lot of care and intentionality and like have fun doing it and not have all this bureaucracy and, and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have my own company someday. Sick. I didn't know what, how or what. Um, and so I, I had some side projects along, along the way. I had an iOS app uh, that got up to like four or five thousand dollars per month in revenue. Um, ended up selling it off for like thirty k uh, to someone else. That's sick. Did some consulting and was like hacking on various stuff. But I never, I never feel like I had a really great idea. Um, and then I was was in. The, so I learned web programming through Ruby on Rails, but then I fell in love with JavaScript and React. And I really missed that Ruby on Rails developer experience. And so one day I was like, I, I realized that like I was, I'd been wanting a Rails for JavaScript and React. And one day I realized that Next.js and Prisma, this was back in 2020, beginning of 2020, I realized that these two could kind of fit together in like a this sort of experience that I wanted. Yeah. And so this was the the birth of Blitz.js, which is a, a massive open source project. And I like had the idea and wrote a few hundred lines of prototype code. And one week later, launched it on Twitter and the tweet went viral for a product that didn't even exist. <laughs> but I did that on purpose. You'll kind of see a pattern here because I wanted to make sure that people would actually want this before I invested a lot of time in it. So like the worst thing you can do is spend six months or a year building something and then launch it and nobody cares. Like, did you do anything to make the tweet go viral? 
like were you strategic about that or you just like, i'm gonna put it out there and yeah, i got on that. the i got on the dark net and just like no i'm kidding <laughs> so what i did was um i used marketing skills um which devs most devs don't have a lot of <laughs> but it is super important like whether you're trying to get a job or like market your own ideas inside a company like marketing is super important and, and really it just means knowing what other people care about and communicating to that thing that they care about and so i just clearly like communicated the value that this thing was going to provide and like what the change how it was going to improve their, their daily life and it just really tapped into a bunch of pent-up demand for some for some more simplicity this this like faster dev experience um and so i didn't create the domain i noticed it and i tapped into it so how did um flight control emerge from blitz.js so blitz was like a detour because it's not a business it's an open source right. project i got right. a couple thousand dollars a month in sponsorships but like that's you know not that much um for that's the, in the western world like <laughs> yeah but you say it, but you say that but like a lot of people are like holy shit like this man just made like money using his mind not at a job like that's actually really fucking cool yeah. that 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 to me going from zero to like a couple hundred per month is sometimes even cooler than like scaling one million to two or yeah. 10 million to 20 like this like you just do the same shit better that's it you know yes. so so yeah so it was a detour um but i knew that i would probably build some kind of service around it some kind of company around it um but like the thing that was like i did not expect was how much i loved building this developer tool and like how how much people liked what i built like i realized I had a good knack for building good developer experience and also marketing it. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'm building developer tools now. Like this is, this is who I am. Um, and the other big problem I had was, uh, I care a tremendous amount about good developer experience and ease of use. Yeah. And so I'm like using Brasel or these sort of platform of the service, but I kept running into too many limitations. Yeah. And I was like, why, why can't I need to use some AWS services? I want the power of AWS, the control. Why can't yep. I have the good developer experience on my own AWS account? Uh, uh. And that that is really what created this. And so like we are like fundamentally changing companies' relationship with infrastructure. Like in the past, AWS has been too intimidating and complex to for like devs to to really manage, right? Oh, totally. And so then that that pushes you to to settle for a crippled platform as a service abstraction or hire DevOps. Right. And so we are building developer first AWS infrastructure that is designed for developers to easily use AWS. In fact, like we're aiming to make AWS delightful. That's cool. And it's a noble mission. I know. I know this because we shifted from Heroku to AWS and it's a whole thing I can tell you about yes. offline. Yes. You know, so, and you Her know this problem intimately. So maybe I need to yes. connect you with our CTO. Yes. Heroku. <laughs> Like it's, it's wild, but Heroku has an incident every six days on average, according to their public status page over the past year. Yeah. <laughs> and struggling. Yeah. That and many other things. It's like, yeah. I checked out like your LinkedIn profile and you have the most positive recommendations from people that have worked for you. Uh, and in some cases not, I think not have worked for you, but like, just like you as a dude. Um, and so I, I think this is actually like a lot of engineers talk about wanting to skill up maybe in the people management 
dimension or in the like leadership soft skills dimension like how did you maybe develop that is that something that you sort of were naturally gifted at maybe just some um comments about that would be super interesting honestly i think most of it stems from my christian faith and like that has like number one like i've um God of the Bible is like so good and so loving and so kind and it just like overwhelms me constantly. And so that just becomes a part of who I am and how I treat other people. And so I I think like the core thing, whether you like have a Christian faith or not, is just genuinely care about other people. Like I find that so often uh, companies can be like some of the most hyped companies can be like, oh yeah, like they're like the best, we're the most elite, whatever. And they kind of give the idea that they care about you, but at the end of the day, they really don't care about you. All they care about is themselves. Right. And like, that's going to come through every time. Like maybe you, you get along with them for a while, but eventually you're going to see through it. You hear some crazy stories about these high growth companies and like how they operate. And you just kind of wonder like how they came to those sets of decisions. So, I mean, I assume that your parents are Christian and like they imbued you sort of as a child. Like I was, I was aware of that. Um, but like, I, I did, I did not like follow the Christian faith until I was like 19 or something. Like I was just doing whatever. Right. Interesting. Uh, but I came to a moment where, where like, I realized that like I needed God. Like I just like knew I could just feel this way of like, I, I am not okay. Like yeah. I need, I need something better. I need more life. I need more, uh, more love, more whatever, uh, that relationship. Um, and that is, yeah, that, that is really like the core of, of who I am and what makes me how I am. That's cool. How did you, how did you come to that conclusion? I mean, so I think then like I had, I had the teaching, I had the knowledge, right. But then I had this experience, this personal experience that like, I can't necessarily explain, but I just like knew that like I needed, I needed, I was like dead inside and I needed a, to be alive. And so, you know, since then, like my faith has, has varied over the years. And sometimes you're just like, you think about it logically. And it's like, does this really make sense? Like, is this dumb, just dumb or whatever? But the, the experiences that I, that I have is like, no one can tell me that God is not real. Like, it is just so real to me. Um, you know, if it's not real to someone else, okay, it's fine. Um, but for me, it's just like, my life is so much better. Cool, man. Yeah. One of our, one of our key team members uh actually like the i would call him like my co-founder at this stage he's been with us for so long he's uh he's quite religious and like i'm pretty profane like i grew up in new york and like i'm not very religious and so i always like feel bad if i swear around him i mean he's obviously very cool about it but it's like dude you're so good he never swears ever so like we're in the same room around saying all this shit and you know, he's maintaining composure. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes me feel bad. Like, so, ca- I don't it, care, like, how other people act. Like, if someone else's behavior is affecting me, like, that's my problem, not theirs. Like, that's true. I don't care what you say or how you act. Like, whatever. I don't care. Like, that's true. But that's compassion, which is probably taught by your, uh, by your framework and worldview, right? So, yeah. Um, that's cool. That's awesome, man. So, how big is your team now? Like, like what's the composition? Of, of flight control. So I have co-founder and CTO. Cool. Mina, cool. Uh, he's he's the most amazing person in the world. Um, like two years in, we're like the best friends. Uh, 
we actually we actually didn't meet in person until six months after we formed the company. Like I met him online. Um, it is it's crazy. That's kind of a whole other story. Um, but then we have three other uh, in- full-time engineers and an intern engineer, uh, and then a, a developer advocate. That's cool. Okay. So we're we're seven total, including the intern. Cool. Small and mighty. That's the way yes. to be. Yes. I mean, that's the 37 signals way. Yeah, I love yes. that. I love that. Minimal bureaucracy, minimal process to align things is to lean. Obviously, you should share this story of how you met your co-founder. Yeah. So we were uh, knew of each other through an online entrepreneur entrepreneur community called Mega Maker. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's focused on like bootstrappers. Um, and so we kind of knew of each other in there. And then when I created Blitz.js, uh, he came in and helped just a little bit uh, at the beginning of that. Because I, I got a bunch of people all over the world to, to help build that thing. Um, and then I'd, I'd kind of been tweeting some vague thoughts about this like control idea, but like not not that direct. Um, and this was in 2021, early 2021. That I was like, one day I was deciding what is the actual business I'm going to build now out of a couple of different options. Yep. And I decided flight control is going to be this one. And the very next day, okay. he DMs me on Twitter out of the blue. Like we never really had a one-on-one conversation. And he's like, hey, I'm thinking about this deploy to AWS thing. And like kind of described exactly what I was going to build. And he's <laughs> like, do you, do you want to partner on it? I'm like, what the heck? Like, uh, who are you? Like, I don't, like, I don't even know. Like, I, I, I treat a co-foundership like a, like a marriage. Like, it's a very serious. Right. I need to make sure that you are like, we have very line core values, like all this stuff. But I was like, we have to talk. Uh, and we just really hit it off. Like, we're just super aligned on personal core values and also company and product vision. That's pretty rad. That's cool. What are some of the personal core values you guys are aligned on? And like, how did you determine that you guys were aligned? One, we both have a Christian faith. Cool. Um, and so like that, that already kind of like aligns a lot of the, of the worldview. There's, there's a lot of alignment nested within that one thing. Yep, yeah. For yep. sure. Secondly, we both like wanted to build a legacy. Like we both have felt like this just tremendous amount of potential that we have in us that we hadn't really been to, to realize in the world. And now we're like, we're getting to do that together. Um, and we both had like just that same vision for the the product that we wanted to solve. And I came more at it from the platform as a service side. He came at it more from the AWS side. Mm. Um, and so it's just a, it's like a crazy, a cool match. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, there's been tough times. We've had some really tough sure. conversations, whatever. Um, but like we worked through those and now like we have just such a strong mutual understanding that, um, we hardly ever have any hard conversations anymore. And so often like, I'm, I'll like one or one or the other will bring up something like, Hey, like I need to talk about this thing. And, and the other one's like, yeah, I was already thinking about that. Dude, you know, that happens with, with me and Tyler. And the funny thing is sometimes I have to go to him and be like, dude, are we like suffering from groupthink? Cause this feels too easy. Like I almost have to go and seek out like a contrary opinion because we're too aligned. Like, I don't know if you ever feel like that. I'm like, wait, are we both? Like, we both have the same priors. And so we're both arriving at the same idea. Like, like we need to get some contrary opinion here. That's at least, I don't know. That's like, it's interesting. Because yeah, in the early days, you're like having conflict about things and you're trying to find the right way forward because there's good arguments on both sides of the issue. But then over time, you're like, we actually disagree on everything. Yes. Like, okay, fair enough. So um, we... Yep. We have a team that provides that for us. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. 
Yes. Yes. No, totally. I know. I know. And, and God bless them for it. Cause that yeah, takes a I lot think of it's courage. Like, there, there's a lot of tension there. Like, yeah. from, like engineering one quality and us like wanting to move fast or like, yep. you know, things like this. Um, yep. and it's not necessarily comfortable, but I think it's yep. so important. And, and as long as you are, are respectful and like, you know, operate in a way that that's very kind and like whatever, then like that, that can be very healthy, um, and, and really result in a much better product at the end of the day. So zooming out like a little bit, you know, so you sort of got into entrepreneurship through 37 signals They have like a worldview around bootstrapping and like, you know, owning your own business and not pursuing the venture capital route, which I may be mistaken. Maybe YC has changed their like strategy on this, but like this sort of Silicon Valley YC ecosystem seems to be very much about like get financing, build a huge business, take over the world. Like how do you fold like those two maybe um, ecosystems frameworks like in your head and like kind of chart the right way forward? It was super intentional for us to go raise funding. Our default was like to bootstrap. Yeah. But this idea is so big and so massive like the only way we can can realize it and like give it its full like let it see its full potential out is to get funding. Right. Secondly, we both had full time jobs, or we, I mean, we needed full time jobs. We didn't have like lots of money that we could just quit our jobs and, and like go work on it. Uh, thirdly, I was already spending a ton of time maintaining Blitz.js, and so I needed someone to hire someone to maintain that while I started working on the new thing. Um, yeah. And so that that was that was really the basis there. Well, Y Combinator is. Um, doesn't really like they, they push you to build a big company, but they don't push you to raise lots of funding. Mm. Um, so there's like, I highly recommend, even if you're just wanting to bootstrap, go through YC. You don't have to raise any more money after that. It gives you 500 K to get started. And then you can like do what you want after that. Um, mm. but we, we have, de we definitely raise, raise more and we'll continue to, to raise as it makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's helpful. That's cool. I like that they're able to thread the needle there between pushing folks to build a big business and realize the full potential without having to necessitate like the raising of future yeah. capital. And um, they can do that because they bring so many companies in each batch, like a hundred plus right. companies, right? And so right. they they have a super wide net, and so um, they they don't have to like push every single one to like, oh, you got to go raise more money and got to grow and like whatever. Um, they, they really like, I was actually kind of surprised. Um, so when we come in, they're basically like, what do you want to do? So in three months into this batch demo day, where do you want to be? Like your numbers, your revenue, whatever. And you tell them what you want and they're like, okay. And they help hold you accountable to that. They never yeah. are like, at least for us, we're like, oh, that's not good enough. You need to have a higher goal. <laughs> we already had a high goal, high enough goal ourselves, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's what they're, well, that's probably what like they're looking for is like that. Those are the best people to work with. Like who have high personal standards. So like you actually don't have to impose any, like their standards are already probably higher than the ones you would put. Yes. So like, how are you navigating the fact that you're in, oh, so your team's remote, right? I assume. Uh, okay. Yes. How are you navigating the building of remote business with your capital maybe located you know, on the West coast, presumably, and your team sort of distributed geographically, like what norms, what rituals have you kind of instituted in the course of building the company? Well, it's super important to get everyone together in person because that there's just, 
there's no replacement for that, especially yeah. when you're getting to know someone. Um, and so twice a year, we fly everyone somewhere in the world for a week-long retreat. Uh, so the first one was Canada. Second one was Italy. Third one was Thailand. And last one was Canada again. Wow. Twice a year. Yes. Okay. What, um, any specific times of year or is that kind of TBD? Um, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. It's, um, it's been like, uh, February, March and like August, September. Uh, How do you think about the capital trade-off and the productivity trade-off of having everybody together in a week versus like shipping like that week's worth of code, doing that week's worth of tasks, what have you? So you're either going to pay for an office all the time or uh, you can basically like that's the, the you're either going to be doing that or if you're remote, then you should be spending some of that money to actually flying together and, and getting that in-person, uh, that, that shared context. The We always have a huge productivity boost after those in-person retreats. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably like spike and then kind of like, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's hard for, I mean, I think psychologically it's been hard for me to justify. I'm also kind of an introvert. Like I like to be alone, you know? So it's like, I have to get over that as the team scales and like get everybody together. But that's been a challenge for me personally. Oh man, I got to spend five days being fully dialed in and off, you know? Uh, are are you introverted or extroverted? Do you I'm more extroverted. I I absolutely love it. The rest of the team, some of them will get worn out. They're like, I'm, I'm going, I'm spending the evening alone. Like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I think, I think I, I enjoy being in low pressure situations, but for me, I don't know, maybe I internalize a lot of pressure. I feel like there's an expectation that could be some sort of way as like the founder of a company like around people, you know, that's, that can be some sort of pressurized, for me. but it's all, it's all self-imposed limiting. Things, yeah sure. i mean so, it, so there there is some there uh for me it's like i'm just being authentic right yeah. so there's i'm not like trying to be something else so i'm just That's being fair. me but there there is extra pressure to make sure like you know i'm like extra in tune each person on the team like how are they doing this dynamic like what yes. am i like trying to facilitate and like yes. are we trying to like bring more alignment and like you know these sort of things so it, it is it is takes a lot of energy as a leader what are some of like your go-to resources for continuing education, professional development, like for you as a founder? Number one, I have a founder coach, a really awesome cool. founder coach. Um, and I started working with her like right after we raised funding before we had, yeah. before we had the product built. Cause I was like, I just like, I, my goal is to be at my absolute peak performance and right. just like a sports, someone, a, an athlete has a coach to like push them to be their very best. I need a coach who from the outside can see the potential and reflect things back to me and help me process that. And maybe sometimes it's more like a therapy role. Like there's like some right. issue, you know, uh, but that has totally, like I, me and this company is so, so much better because of Angela Perker. That's cool. How did you guys uh, meet? And then what, like, what were your heuristics to determine that you guys were a good fit? So I met her at a entrepreneur conference in Mexico city. Um, very end of the conference last day, walking to dinner. Um, her and I started chatting on the way to dinner and just like, she's just super calm and like curious about other people. 
And so I just like dumped my whole life story to her on the way to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, now I have to pay her so she doesn't tell anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it sent me the NDA with the contract. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh but my no, gosh. I just like felt super connected to her and, and her likewise. Um, and uh, what do you, what do you wish I asked you that I haven't yet? What do you actually want to talk about? Pretty much covered covered all the things that are important to me. Starting with the number one, flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, where can people find you on the interwebs? Um, Twitter. I'm mostly active on Twitter. Uh, fly bear my last name is b-a-y-e-r i'm on i'm also on linkedin connect with me i'm i'm trying to learn it it's it's really weird i'm learning <laughs> like being more like ceo like sales marketing stuff like trying to figure this out um, it's a whole thing yeah we we are getting ready to do a v2 launch i'm not sure when this is coming out but we're doing a v2 launch of flight control uh the week of november 6th um and this is like an entirely new version of our product um with i talked about liking to have fun well, this might be the first B2B SaaS product that you've seen that is, has miniature spaceships in the UI. Sick. That's so it, amazing. It is, it's really, really incredible. Uh, it's definitely like the feedback we're getting is that is the best like CICD deployment UI dashboard that they've ever seen by far just because of the, the, the organization of things. Um, and so, Yes, if anyone's listening to this is even a little bit frustrated with Purcell, Heroku, Render, Railway, Fly, or Heroku, or your custom AWS setup, then I definitely invite you to take flight control for a test flight and we'd love to hear your feedback. Cool, man. Well, thank you, Brendan, for your time. Um, the community, I think, will will love this one. And um, it's always nice to chat with other founders that are doing cool shit. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you. You're listening to the Founder to Founder podcast powered by Gun.io's Frontier Network. We release a new episode every Thursday morning, so be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you stream your music. Please leave us a review and share with your friends. You can follow us online at The Frontier Pod or drop us a line at team at gun.io to get in touch about hiring world-class tech talent. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to Gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast, and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.